0: Here we go. Rejecting the screen. Noah Kozlov out here on the East Coast. Adam Stanko is out West. Every Tuesday and Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thursday, going ISO, the long-form interview. Did an hour with Brendan Haywood, the longtime NBA center 2011 champ with the Dallas Mavericks. So he played with Dirk. He played with Jordan on the Wizards. And he played with LeBron in 2015 when the Warriors beat the Cavaliers In that championship, and that actually ties into how we're gonna lead this podcast today. So remember, go back and listen to all the going ISOs on the rejecting the screen podcast. It's all in the same feed. Go back, enjoy. They're not time sensitive. Adam, all I'm hearing now is that the Bucks need to prove it. The Bucks are on an historic run. So if all I'm hearing on from a lot of national voices, is the Bucs need to prove it. The Bucs need to prove it. So does that mean that only LeBron and Kawhi can win a title this year? Because they're the only ones, the only stars that have proved it?
1: They're the only ones allowed to, right? Like, that's pretty much what they're saying, that that we're not even allowed to have the discussion about other guys being contenders. So for perspective for people, so last season, Bucks go 60-22, and 22, number one seed in the East. This year, 52 and eight on pace. As we record this on Monday, on pace to win 71 games, third in offensive rating, first in defensive rating, first in pace. This team, people forget, also started six and three. So they're 46 and five since. And those losses to the Mavs, at the Sixers, at the Spurs, Nuggets, and at the Pacers. Now, Okay, maybe end of the year, they play some road games. I think six of their last nine are, are on the road. So maybe they don't hit the 70 win mark, but I I think they will, actually. Noah, the point that you bring up for a historic team, we did see, yes, we we saw it some in the 80s, right, where the, the Pistons had to get by the Celtics, and then the Bulls had to get by the Pistons, and we saw this trial by fire. But with all the player movement and – Coaches changing a lot. Player movement. Now, if you assemble a good team, and the Bucs have had a good team over the last few years, obviously, you can win now. And they are proving that they can win now. And I'm tired of everyone not giving them an opportunity. And by the way, if you want to just go with the Eastern Conference, it was basically the Heat and then the Cavs because of LeBron over the past eight years. LeBron's not even there. What, What trial do we need them to go through? Before they prove that they're an NBA championship contender.
0: Right. So I went back and looked at it. The teams that needed to prove it. So, and and there haven't been that many because of LeBron's run of dominance, as you mentioned. So in 04, the Pistons were the biggest underdog in the finals, 04 Pistons against the Lakers. They're the biggest underdogs in the finals until the Cavs in 17. And the Cavs won also. So in 04, the Pistons had lost in the playoffs the previous two years and then huge underdogs, and then they beat the Lakers. The Raptors last year were, they had failed over and over and over again. And I agree with, I remember saying this on the radio at the time, and then I remember also hearing it later on from Zach Lowe that he didn't think that the the Raptors, the Masai Ujiri, took some sort of big risk. With trading DeMar, I ne- I never felt that way, that it was some big risk. They knew what their ceiling was. They knew yep. that they were not going to get to the NBA Finals, whether LeBron was in the conference or not. So it wasn't some big risk. But the Raptors had failed and failed and failed over and over again. So you replace DeMar with Kawhi, and then they beat the Warriors. The Warriors were monster favorites to win in 15. So... We're talking this is, you know, on Thursday when when we talk about the Cavs with Brendan Haywood. So in that in that series, they hadn't the Warriors hadn't won a title. And in fact, maybe the biggest national voice in Barkley, whether you agree with them ever or not, he was saying, this team's never gonna win. This this style can't win. So they were the ultimate prove it. The Warriors were, and then ended up being monster favorites to win it in 15, and they hadn't won before. So I, I, well, I'm I'm just, I feel like I'm missing something here. And we've talked about Giannis and the pressure on Giannis to win already just one year after winning MVP, and he'd never been in top five before. But Jordan hadn't won a finals yet, and he'd won an MVP and finished top five in the MVP like four or five times. And it wasn't like, oh, Jordan's got to win now. Jordan's got to win now. So I, I'm missing something here, and I just don't understand why there's the, the Bucks have to win the title to prove something.
1: Because for whatever reason, people don't want to believe in the idea of the Milwaukee Bucks winning an NBA title. It's just like last year. Th- people did not believe in the idea that the Raptors could actually win the title. They just couldn't wrap their minds around it. And, and that's what happens, that we see media members mostly and, and people on NBA Twitter who, you know, whatever they say is gospel, right? Right, Noah. The, the, we see it time and again that they put up these rules. They put up these ideas that must be followed that, oh, Raptors can't win it. The title's already been given to the Warriors or or what have you. And I think that it's literally because they are the Milwaukee Bucks. If, if you want to give me fair criticism and you want to say, okay, I have questions about Giannis. Who's going to be the number two guy? Chris Middleton's having a wonderful, wonderful season. There is no doubt about it. But if you want to say, hey, the ra- the Bucks are deep, but when you get to the playoffs, benches get shorter, rotations get tighter, it's going to be a different game. You want to give me that as a critique, fine. You want to say, hey, I have questions about Mike Budenholzer as a, a playoff coach. Well, okay. Maybe we can go back, look at his record and say, okay, in 2015, swept in the Eastern Conference finals by the Cavs, swept in the Eastern Conference semis in 2016 by the Cavs, you know, lost in the first round in 2017 to the Wizards. But but here's my thing. Okay, again, I could understand getting behind some of that. But this idea that the Bucs in general have to prove it somehow is just remarkable to me. It's remarkable because it's not who people think should be anointed as champion. And guess what? It doesn't work that way. You're not anointed as champ. And so I'm with you. This this thing just keeps driving me more and more insane, this idea that people don't want to give credit in the present. And that's, that's also something else that we're just sort of dealing with now culturally is this idea we always have to go and say what a team potentially could be, what their future could hold, or how they compare against those in the past. How about just looking at the historic pace that they're on now? They're doing remarkable things. And let's give Giannis his own shot here in the playoffs and see how it plays out. I have not heard one mention of, well, Jason Tatum
0: and the Celtics, they're going to have to prove it in the playoffs. The Philadelphia 76ers, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, they're hurt. Yeah, they're going to have to prove, you know what? They're going to have to prove it in the playoffs. If they were healthy, even when they were healthy, it wasn't well. They're 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 going to have to prove it in the playoffs. To, despite you know all of their issues, anyway, and the Sixers have all sorts of issues, but yet we're hearing it with the MVP of the league in Giannis. Well, he's going to have to prove it. Jason Tatum, Celtics. They don't have to prove it. Sixers. Ugh. Let's talk about the Sixers. So going into the season, I said that if the Sixers don't get to at least the Eastern Conference Finals. And then depending on how they lose there, what happens there, that Brett Brown would be finished. That that wasn't, that this would be it for, for Brett Brown. And, and I do think that, and, and this isn't reporting anything, but I do think that the Sixers have gone, despite these recent injuries, you can, you can clearly see the disconnect. And over the past few years, you've seen the issues of the Sixers closing out games. And, and that goes all the way back to even when T.J. McConnell was a starting point guard way back, just just having issues closing out games. But the Sixers themselves couldn't get rid of Brett Brown when they made the change from Hinky to Colangelo because Brett Brown was, it was a PR thing because even if Colangelo wanted to get rid of Brett Brown, he couldn't because of all the bad PR the Sixers had taken. They had mm-hmm. to keep Brett Brown because everybody in Philadelphia liked Brett Brown, the guy. They were still unsure about him as a, as a coach because he hadn't been given much to work with on the floor. But they had, to keep, they had to continue to give him a shot because he was the one who was taking all these hits. But as it relates to proving it, even if the Sixers had went on a 13-game winning streak and they were in the historic seat that the Bucs were in, Adam, we still wouldn't hear, well, they need to prove it in the finals. They need, they need to win it all in order to prove it. We still wouldn't hear that.
1: No. Well, we definitely wouldn't hear that. And I mean, you go through the Sixers and what, what determines a great coach? I've always said, it's one singular thing. You get your guys to buy in. I don't care what system you're in. I don't care what your personnel grouping looks like do you get your guys to buy in and if you can get your guys to buy in you'll maximize your talent you'll put people in the best position to succeed look at their road record this year 9 and 22 on the road yeah, as 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 we record this the only worst road records wizards bulls hawks cavs warriors they score less than 106 points on the road that's tied for 25th with orlando the only teams worse warriors Knicks. Cavs and Hornets. To me, there are three questions about this Sixers team. When is it time to cup bait with Brett Brown? What are the long term considerations with this roster? Considering if you don't win it this year, and we've talked about this, now Kevin Durant returns for the Brooklyn Nets, Warriors turn into what the Warriors are going to become. So How limited is your window anyway just because of what the NBA could look like as soon as next season in the East and then overall? And then Embiid versus Ben Simmons. Does there have to be a move in which the Sixers finally say we're going in one direction or the other? Or could the first question I ask actually alleviate that? Could a different coach come in and change the entire dynamic of how this team looks with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid?
0: Right, so I would bet that a new head coach would get a shot with the current group. And then if it doesn't work with that head coach, then it might be the front office where Mm -hmm. the change is. No one in the front office wants to make the decision of who are we trading, Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. Because without a doubt, either one of them on another team is going to have great success. Because Ben Simmons, in the so the question is, is it easier to build around? And I don't know this answer, but I'd I'd lean towards as a player, it's easier. It would be easier to build around Ben Simmons because you don't need a star on the wing. You need shooters. So, but with but with but with Joel Embiid, I think you need many more pieces because I think Ben Simmons can hide some of the other deficiencies but either way that's the question that the next head coach would have to deal with and then that front office well all right so are you do you now know that you've got a you've got a short leash and you're going to make panic moves and then the coach isn't going to be put in the best position to win this thing could
1: it could really spiral out of control if it hasn't already that to me is the most fascinating way to look at this that if the sixers Flame out in the playoffs, which I expect that they will. This team does not seem to have the mental fortitude, the leadership. Uh, it's just it, it. There's it's not a cohesive group, and I don't care that Shake Milton established himself as the greatest player ever to be named Shake uh, with his performance. The you other better night. you I mean, better
0: believe I, I picked them up in fantasy as soon as Ben Simmons went down. Yep,
1: that's who that's who Noah is. That's who Noah is. Shake and, Milton. There you go. So here's my thing is that when you look at what, again, this off season is going to present exactly as I point out and exactly as you point out, this thing could go from bad to worse in a hurry. And that's amazing to think about the Sixers were the driver's seat in the Eastern conference. And it's hard because you point out who'd be easier for other teams to sort of put together. Who who could they build a roster around? Well, Ben Simmons obviously has his glaring weakness of not being able to shoot. But at the same time, what's better than having a point guard who defends at the level that he does and could probably play some minutes at the four or five for you so you can actually go small in today's NBA and still not lose a lot because of his rebounding prowess? Meanwhile, Embiid, when everyone else goes small, we see what he's capable of and how dominant he can be in today's NBA. But he can't stay healthy, and his productivity has dropped off this year. Plus, there's other stuff with Embiid that never really sits right. Like, I get the joking around all the time, and I love it as a fan. But I think when it comes time to win, there's more we need to see out of a guy that hasn't necessarily, as you said, proven it. All right, coming up, open gym. Sixers not doing
0: the national TV ratings any favors. All right, open gym this week. So as we record this on Monday, on Tuesday, Nets in Boston on TNT. No Kyrie going to Boston. (laughs) Wasn't like Kyrie was going to make that trip anyway. Sixers, no Simmons, no Embiid in L.A. against the Lakers. And so the ratings for the TNT TNT Tuesday night, not good for the league. But there is a Clippers Thunder game on Tuesday night that I'm looking forward Mm -hmm. to. Wednesday, we get Zion against Luka, and those two both better play, Zion and Luka. Thursday, we get Clippers-Rockets on TNT, and that, to me, is the, the ultimate test for what the Rockets are doing and how hard the Clippers are going to play, because the Clippers could put out something defensively that completely matches what the Rockets do. And then Friday, we get the Kareem Finals preview of Bucks at Lakers. And if you thought that LeBron was jacked up for the Zion game on Sunday night, LeBron Vianis. And I hope, I hope that the Bucks beat the Lakers more than anything that happens this week on the basketball court, more than anything. Also something to note it's the today, as we record this on Monday is the last day we can say, Oh, and Jason Tatum, he's only 21. He's only 21. Tuesday's his 22nd birthday. Okay. Mm. And he's doing things that in the past 35 years, only Kevin McHale has done 13 years prior to Jason Tatum being born 13 years to the night of Jason Tatum being born that Kevin McHale scored his career high. And at the time a Celtics franchise record until bird surpassed it about a week later, right? 56 points against the Detroit Pistons. So I want to get to what, And so that's a a free tweet for anyone in Boston, but I'll probably tweet it myself. (laughs) I want want to get to your NBA draft matchup first and then the buzzer beater that you saw out in California this week.
1: Yeah, well, interesting slate of games you laid out there. So NBA draft matchup to watch on Wednesday, Villanova, Seton Hall, Sadiq Bey, who I haven't mentioned all year for Villanova is an absolute stud. This guy brings the ball up the floor for this team, shoots from the outside, scores from all three levels. I think he is a big time. He is my favorite. Get ready for this. I'm going to call it my annual Kobe White Award. My favorite NBA draft prospect for this upcoming draft. Sadiq so, Okay, Bae, okay. We got to have something sexier than that. I think this is the... um
0: whether it's my like the highest stalker potential or Ooh. my, um, okay. The restraining order, order.
1: order. Yeah. Right. my Toby right. my white restraining order award goes to Sadiq Bay. I am telling you the potential on this kid, I think is just through the roof. He's tough. He could shoot it, but when he brings the ball up the floor, Noah, and he does so, so casually, like nothing phases this kid. I think, People are sleeping on Sadiq Bey. I think he is going to be an absolute tremendous talent and a, a wonderful prospect in this year's draft. So he faces Seton Hall, a team that I think has an outside shot to potentially even win a national championship. They check off mm-hmm. some of the boxes that I've, I've spoken about on Twitter about uh, winning a title. Obviously, Miles Powell is there. Sandro Mamukalashvili, uh, mm-hmm. Romaro Gill. So that matchup is going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing what Bay does against against Seton Hall, and uh, yeah, and then I saw a G League. Oh, wait, game. hold on, so, hold
0: on, one second, one second. You you mentioned uh, Kobe White. I saw Kobe White on Saturday. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ma- in person. I was going to say, no, did you well, give him flowers? Well, Marissa, it was in person, but it just wasn't like on the street. Marissa and Eden, uh, Marissa and I took Eden to her first game at Madison Square Garden. We oh. took her to see we took her to see Nick's Bulls, and on the way in, she said. Uh, Dad, who's who's the Knicks' best player? I was like, uh, uh, oh, well, they don't really have one. She's <laughs> like, well, someone's got to be the best, right? I said, yes, technically. So you know, I I pointed out R.J. Barrett, and that, I said that's the guy that I guess has the most potential. You can watch you can, you can watch him. But she did say it was one. Of, it was the best hot dog she'd ever had. She said oh. that, you know the hot dog is. It's just the right amount salty, and the bun is a little sweet, and that's that's a great combination. And I said you've been watching so much Food Network with Marissa, (laughs) just throwing out flavor flavor profiles.
1: Exactly. You didn't you didn't mention those. so when she saw Frank Isola, did she ask for an autograph or just (laughs) down down, or how did that work? No,
0: I I kept her away from all media members. We went with we went with tickets at great seats. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. All right, so the buzzer beater okay. that you saw,
1: yeah. So, so my wife surprised me on on Valentine's Day and said, "Hey, we're gonna have you know, look, she's we're, she's due on April thirteenth with our with our baby girl. Three kids at home. She said we need a night away. We're going down to Santa Cruz where she went to school. So we go down we to Santa Cruz, beautiful, beautiful area. I don't know if you uh, if you've ever been, but Santa Cruz is just awesome. So so we go. She said we'll spend a night out on the town, and I got tickets to the G League the uh the Vipers are playing the Santa Cruz Warriors. Vipers oh, being the, nothing. The nothing, says to to. nothing says romance.
0: Nothing says romance like that. Nothing. Well, nothing. she knows. Oh, she knows boy, the way to my heart. Chris Clemens,
1: Chris oh, Clemens, the Campbell star who led the nation in scoring last year, put oh, on a boy. show. Isaiah oh, Taylor, to me. Yeah, Isaiah Hartenstein, which you know, <laughs> I was excited to see how how he would oh, be. A lot of guys my. bouncing back and forth between the league, but. Uh, Jeremy Pargo, who had an excellent game and looked like an an NBA guard, been around forever, obviously, out of Gonzaga. Um, With about five seconds left, the Warriors had trailed for the entire game. Down as much as 24 throughout the game. Comes down the court, almost takes down by uh, one, I think. Almost takes an ill-advised three and uh, buries it. Point nine left. Rockets then get an opportunity to match. They hit a three at the buzzer. Michael Frazier, former Florida star, he hits a, banks in a three. They don't count it after review. So the C-dubs, as they're called, the the Santa Cruz Warriors win this one on Clay Thompson bobblehead night. Oh, all right. Um,
0: we got to run. But the question is, how long did the review take?
1: Less than a minute, I would say.
0: Huh. how about, look at that.
1: They're look at using that, a review, a review of, of your a buzzer tricks. beater.
0: Look at that! Less than a minute.
1: It worked. It's possible. It's possible.
0: So, did you get a Clay Thompson bobblehead?
1: Got two of them. One, one for Kate. Got one, and I got one. Brought them home to the kids. Has Hudson so... broken it yet? <laughs> yes, actually. Yes, of course he has. Yeah, Clay Thompson's head is to the side, so it still bobbles. It's funny. I have I have two things for you because I, I know we need to go, but one got outside of this small arena. It's awesome venue to watch it, watch a game, get outside. We've got the bobbleheads and immediately got approached asking if we wanted to trade because someone had uh, D'Angelo Russell, Warriors bobblehead, and uh, and so then we said no 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 thanks whatever walk a little further someone else asked if we want to trade they have D'Angelo Russell bobblehead and a Kevin Garnett Warriors bobblehead so I guess Kevin these people Kevin Garnett are, I mean i um, Kevin Durant I'm thank you oh, well, that, would, that a was KG scary. Warriors bobblehead would have been great <laughs> oh I listen I'd I'd jump on that but yeah so they they wanted to trade to which we we said we said no thanks the other thing was they had a wait great hold on hold on
0: per- wait wait why didn't you trade you had two Clay Thompsons.
1: Because who wants a player that's not on the Warriors anymore?
0: Hudson's going to break it anyway.
1: <laughs> that's the point. I need a backup. Clay Thompson, uh, oh, Okay, okay Um, uh, But the other thing was great promotion. I had never seen this before. So you walk in and they offer these mini balls that you pay $5 for. You get a bag of these mini basketballs. Mm-hmm. And they said it's for, you know, it's sort of like um, fighting uh, pediatric cancer. And yep. So I gave the five bucks. Said, "Hey, listen, I don't, I don't need the mini basketballs, but you can just give them to the next kid that's that's here, you know." And they were like, "Oh, okay, cool, oh, you know, nice. whatever." So yeah. Well, I then regret my decision. I thought it was just balls, but then at halftime, or you know, before the fourth quarter, they go, "Okay, time to take those balls out." Right. Yeah. And you've seen this before. Yeah, in college games. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, there they go. Everyone just starts firing balls in and each one has a number. And if your number goes in, you, mm-hmm. you win a prize. Right, close, so.
0: closest to the the center of the bullseye that they put in the court.
1: Oh, they actually put a basket up and everyone was trying to fire into the into oh. this like yeah, into this bucket, basically. All right. So, so um yeah. all right, so so let's let's recap here. Kate thought she was
0: being romantic, Valentine's Day, getaway yeah. to yeah. a G League game. At the game, they told you to take your balls out, and you couldn't do it because you gave your balls away.
1: Happy Valentine's Day! Great.
0: Okay, he's on Twitter at Naismith Lives. I'm at Noah Koslov C O S L O V on Instagram. The program at Rejecting underscore the underscore screen. Thursday we go ISO an hour with Brendan Haywood. Promise stories from beating the Lakers in the eleven Western Conference Finals when he knew the Lakers had quit. Stories from lebron dwayne wade dirk and michael jordan don't miss it subscribe and now download rate review share it with all your friends you got something else
1: i was just gonna say and kwame brown there was some excellent kwame brown stuff that i i'm excited for people to hear
0: right because he belongs in the same sentence as dirk and lebron yes, yes. And michael jordan and, and yes. dwayne wade and check out everything else going on on the <laughs> locked on podcast network Especially if you're a fan of a specific team, all 30 teams, 25, 30 minutes every single day. That's what Locked On's all about. Your team every day. Also, Hollinger and Duncan on Mondays. Locked On Fantasy Hoops with Josh Lloyd. Now is crunch time for fantasy basketball owners because now's the time you can actually win your league if you're paying close attention. With a lot of certain guys coming up, guys taking rests, get flyers on certain guys. Listen and on the DFS side also. So make sure you listen to Josh Lloyd and then course the national show locked on nba
1: five days a week adam thanks pal you are the best